0: I'm Dave Baker. This is It's Pronounced Zine, episode 24. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking with a lovely individual known as Sina Grace. On this episode, we talk about creator rights, making stuff, uh, and failure. So if any of those things interests you, you should check out this podcast. Hey! Here comes Dave Baker with the show Talking about paper publications you should know Authors and photographers that are fresh on the scene Don't be getting twisted Twisted It's pronounced zing Zing, zing, zing Zing, 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 um, Use what you need <laughs> Yeah, usually we start things off uh, with just maybe you uh, saying your name and saying what you do, and then we'll probably just get into it. It's nothing. It's nothing super formal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh. All
1: right. So, you do, like, do you do your? So that's literally. This yeah. is it. We're, yeah. All right. <laughs> hey, listeners of the internet. Um. <laughs> my name is Cena Grace, and I write and draw comic books here in Los Angeles. Born and raised here. I'm a rare individual. I've been told uh, to be an adult be from here but right. uh yeah i and i've been all over in terms of the comic book world from making zines by hand and using local printers and going to fedex kinkos to
0: like you know working for the big guys like like image and boom idw and and now marvel so and you've been also all over in terms of working behind the scenes as an editor and uh the internet can't see i'm nodding mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> mm, mm. yeah uh, <laughs> How did you... How did you first start figuring out that you wanted to make stuff? Just like at a nuts and bolts level. From the nuts and bolts
1: stuff, uh, it... I got really um, shitty to everyone in high school. Anyone with authority, I was like, oh, this is fake. And so... (laughs) um, But like with all due respect, I was like, okay, you have to teach your lessons and I have to start pursuing what makes me interested in being a grown-up. And uh, like, so... I'm, I'm I'm taking the long way to this, but an example was I had this econ project where it was all about sort of small businessy crap. And I forget what the actual assignment for the paper was, but instead of doing it, I was like, how about I make a zine and I like produce like cost benefit analysis of like going to this printer versus that printer, using this paper, that paper and like blah, 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 blah. And, and the econ teacher was like totally down, and and it, and it was really all just because I, I I was like seventeen and finally ready to start mm-hmm. making stuff, um, and that was my first book, The Roller Derby Robodikes versus the Cannibals,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, and then and then after that, uh, when I was in college, I started learning from friends how to like hand make zines mm-hmm. and ha- how to hand make comic books. Uh, You know, like back in the olden days of of the 2000s, (laughs) you would take like an 11 by 17 sheet of paper and then fold it the accordion way, but then you would tape down the pages of your book and photocopy it that way. And then you would chop it up and and do the stitching or the stapling and I had to buy a long stapler. And, And that was how I did my first, first book, Books with Pictures, which was about working at Heidi Ho Comics in Santa Monica. So I've been like... I've always wanted to do comics. I've always wanted to make them. Uh, and then just at a certain point, I kind of never thought the big guns would want me. So I was, I just figured, okay, I have to learn how to do this. And, and hopefully someone will like pay me to do this thing. <laughs> but then I ended up having all the skills. And, and then once you have that kind of control, you don't want to stop having that control. Um, but, you know, I was able to apply those uh, skills... When I became, you know, editorial director for uh, Robert Kirkman's Skybound imprint, and then I learned more things, and and image Image Comics is very hands on, so then I had to kind of learn adult DUI, which was like DUI, <laughs> <laughs> adult DIY. I've never I've never had a DUI, uh, child or adult or any other uh, variation of that theme, but you know, and then but it's grown up DIY where. You know, you have to learn some, like, on-the-ground marketing, and uh, it behooves you to know, you know, Illustrator and InDesign and all those things. Um, And I was being such a prick when I became, like, my own creator, uh, not just Robert's editor, but when I was my own creator, I was such a prick to production because I was running late. And I thought, well, okay, the only way I can push deadlines is if I just take a little bit of their responsibility away from them so they're not mad at me if I'm, like, turning in a file. Like, they're like, oh, turn it in Wednesday, and I turn it in Wednesday at, like, 3 a.m., so it's technically Thursday, and I just, like, really didn't honor the agreement at all. But I'm like, well, if I learn to do what you're doing, then I save you, like, the four hours of work you needed to do,
0: and then I get that, like, time back. So, um, yeah. So you I- mean you, would, you would, like, turn in full-on, like, InDesign files with the book laid out or something? hmm Yeah, wow. well, for self-obsessed, yeah.
1: Mm. Um, not... Not not my bag, but I did – but that was the thing was uh, I did start learning to do sort of my own graphic design in a way because, I, you know, a book has quote-unquote design pages, which is like your inner front cover with the credits mm-hmm. and your front cover with the logo and the credits as well. Um, and I just kind of figured, okay, because at Image, they can – they'll do that for you. They have production artists who will do your your IFC and indicia and whatnot. Um, and I was like, well, if I do that, that saves them time that makes them either hate me less or like me more. Uh, and yeah, you just sort of pick up these things over the years and you, and you get better and you get a little bit better. And then you look at what other people are doing and you copy it and, and you get a little bit better. And, <laughs> um, and that's where I am now. Word. Yeah. 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 Uh, DIY mastermind. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. And I was friends with, um, friends might be a strong word, but I was friendly to guys like Jordan Crane and Steven Weissman. Um, you know and and to to a lesser extent uh some of the other dudes in that arena uh like Johnny Ryan that's the one where I'm like I don't think he liked me but I, you know I, I I liked him um but you know and I, and I would I would see what they were doing and I would try to learn from them as well and I never got into like letterpress silk screen I never got into that culture because I was it just seemed hard
0: (laughs) a bunch of my friends do that shit where they'll like have like lithoed or screen printed covers to their zines or like letter pressed you know poems and shit and i'm like what it's beautiful it's so beautiful but like I it's lost on people too like you can't
1: you know i think the i feel you because like you know you buy you buy some of those things and they're they're really fun to touch and to hold but like it ups the cover price by like 200%. 200%. And, and then at the end of the day, you're like, well, all I have is a 16 page zine that I like look at once every six to 12 months. So like, you know, as a consumer, I'm kind of like, Ugh, I don't like, I don't need these. I've already got like three dozen of them lying in a box. Um, so I'm all about like, find the most effective way to like provide the content and the product to the consumer. But for guys like Jordan Crane, where it is a little bit about the like object as art, you know, he can
0: he can silk screen or whatever the fuck he wants, <laughs> and I'll I'll pay thirty dollars, you know, for a sixteen page zine from him. It's funny. Um, I feel that way about a lot of Rizzo comics and a lot of Rizzo zines, where there's just something about the way a Rizzograph produces marks on paper that I'm like, ooh. But you can kind of. I'm such a cheater. I'm like, oh yeah, but the uh,
1: computers can kind of do that too.
0: They can, but it's not <laughs> quite the same.
1: I know. I'm. I'm like people. I'm like so not. I've. I have, I've. Have, I've have so sold out to the man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad, but no, you're like you're totally right. And uh, I just, yeah, I, I just found in my box the other day, like Gaylord Phoenix. Did you ever read that mm-hmm. one? That's fun. And I think the covers are uh, silk screen too. I have to look it up later. Maybe I'll look it up when you're like on a tangent, <laughs> <And I'll>, like, <laughs> when no one on the internet's looking. I'll, I'll be able to Google it on my phone, on my iPhone, uh, my, my, <laughs> my
0: sellout to the man iPhone. <laughs> uh, so. I feel like you talking about selling out is uh, a good tangent, and then we can talk about what you're doing right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we can talk about everything. Well, yeah, we can okay, talk, we'll we'll talk, talk about Okay, we'll, we can talk We'll talk about everything, but I personally am curious about your experiences so far in that you're the new writer on Iceman for Marvel Comics. Q yeah, let's hold on, let's give a pause for applause. Stop,
1: stop. Thank <laughs> you
0: all. Oh. oh, man. Uh, <laughs> um, which I think is super rad and makes yeah. you make total sense for that book um, I appreciate it, that was me knocking on wood, internet <laughs> <laughs> um, before I ask you about the nuts and bolts behind it, um, have there been any talks of you drawing some of it as well? because right now you're just writing it no, no, I couldn't there there haven't
1: been talks and and, and I would never even put my hat in, that's what I want, or name I'm not going to lie Yeah, but no. Like, I don't draw action very well in this book. I don't need an action
0: book. Just give me Bobby being (laughs) sad in a room reading magazines. No, it's
1: an X-Men book. I mean, I want it to be an X-Men book is the thing. Like, Mm -hmm. I, you know, you are, we're both Marvel fans. You know, we're both Marvel kids. Uh, And, I like, I want to write a book that I want to read. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that I could draw the book that I want to read. Mm -hmm. So I would never, like, even Mm -hmm. from the get-go, I would have never been so... uh, I don't know what the word is. Not full of myself, but I would have never even thought to like be like, and hey, can I? And also the commitment. I can't draw a book like that mm-hmm. monthly. And, I, and that's the thing is I want the book to be monthly and I want it to be great. Uh, and the guy that they got, Alessandro, like that guy can draw anything. And that's more important is like being able to know that I can take the story wherever it needs to go. And if I was drawing it, it would be the same as, you know, we just shot – a second season of the self-obsessed web series, which is, like, it, it's not good to be the producer and the creator because then you're, like, thinking about your budget and you're thinking about, like, well, I can't get away with that, and then you stop dreaming. And and that's how I would feel uh, drawing something for Marvel that I'd be writing is I'd be like, I can't really draw that. Like, I don't know how to draw, like, Iceman. Like, you, this isn't going to happen. This is not a spoiler. But, like, let's say, like, he's, uh, you know doing some cool ice sled shit through, like, Manhattan, like, similar to, like, maybe he and Spider-Man are chilling. You know what? I can't draw that. Like, them, mm. you know, running around, like, Manhattan, but through the, like, lens of the skyscraper. Like, I don't, I don't want to draw that. <laughs> I don't, wa- don't want to draw that. Like, if I did do that, like, it would look tired. It would <laughs> look like they're just, like, kind of jumping around like baguettes or something. Um, so, no, it was never brought up, but... uh and, and nor nor should it be. Maybe like down the line, if the book does well and if Marvel likes me still, maybe like I could do like a thing in an annual. But mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not pushing it. I'm just grateful. Like it, that's the thing, and I'm grateful too. It's been cool. They're cool. They're cool peeps. <laughs> <laughs> I'd
0: hang with them. I'd hang with Marvel as an entity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, has uh, Has editorial been? Um, supportive in the directions that you wanted to go so far.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I am you know, I can't say much right now. Um yeah, I'm trying to ask vague general questions that aren't like Yeah. tell me what who Bobby punches. <laughs> um yeah, I can't I can't say much now cuz I
1: I also like need to like run things by them. I'm like, "Hey, like can I talk on this podcast?" but you know, for you, dear,
0: <laughs> anything.
1: But no, they've been it's been again, it's been super great and super supportive. I'm really lucky. Um Daniel Ketchum's my, my editor there and he's just such a smart egg and he cares so much about everything, you know, like not only like people don't get how hard an editor has to work. And especially when you're in those offices where there's sort of these needs that have to get met from you know powers that be and there's bottom lines that have to be seen and there's schedules that have to be maintained and there's uh summer events that have to be thought of. And then there and are tie
0: into movie releases and yeah. TV show properties and all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. And I don't know what the deal
1: is with the X universe because of the whole Fox, Fox thing. thing. You mm-hmm. know, I I'd imagine there's maybe a little more leniency Um, for you as a creator you mean because they're not And for him like you know i don't know that i don't this is just conjecture this is not hinged on any i don't you know yeah of course these are not questions you ask people like hey hey office politics tell me but um i'm saying i would never ask them not you asking me but because you didn't ask i'm just blathering but um (laughs) but i don't i don't know i would my guess is that I, i just don't think it affects them the same way i think you know they always—it's always in their best interest to have Wolverine around than not around. But sure. um, other than that, I—I I, I don't know what their relationship with Fox is and how much the X Universe is affected by uh, Fox's film plans. Yeah, I
0: feel like every six months I hear. Like, conflicting things. Like, for, for a six-month period, it'll be, like, Fox and them are on the outs. They're, they've put an editorial thing. <laughs> They're not making any more new mutants, which is, like, well, that's not true. There's new mutants in all of the yeah. X-Books constantly. And then I'll hear the reverse where it's, like, man, the next phase of the Marvel movies is going to be an X-Men crossover. You watch. You watch.
1: <laughs> I mean, maybe – and that's the thing. The you watch, you watch with the X-Men thing, I think that all is kind of just dependent on how Spider-Man Homecoming plays out. You, you know? think so? Well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, because – I don't think uh I don't think Fox has made God these are, this is such a landmine territory. I'm looking at Silent Soldier Aristotle <laughs> um laughing at me in jest. Uh pointing his finger mockingly. Oh, he's a mocking <laughs> jay or something. But uh anyway, but um you know, I I think like Fox hasn't like necessarily like Lost money with a uh, the franchise. Well, yeah, I guess Fantastic Four. They really, oh yeah, kind of didn't know what to do with. But but Sony like seems to have like just not really done the best they could do with Spider Man. Um, whereas I think Fox always manages to to scrape by with with the uh, X Men movies and now Deadpool and Deadpool did amazing. So I just you know I think I think if Spider Man Homecoming does Marvel movie numbers, then Fox might be like, hey yo. Mm. but who knows who knows i you know they've got they've got brian singer kind of i don't know that's not this is starting to get i'm not gonna say things all right i'm gonna start i'm gonna start having like i'm a, like did you spike my water with g we don't have, to, we have to talk about it if it's making you uncomfortable no it's not making me uncomfortable it's just more like oh and then i'm gonna say some shit that like some like one person on the internet's gonna like argue with me about and i'll be like i didn't mean it i was just <laughs> blathering um but yeah we'll see and but anyway long story short uh Editorial's been super great. Um, the notes have been fantastic. I feel really safe as a as someone who is going to be doing um, this series. Like mm-hmm. I I feel like I've got some I've got some people on my side who who want to make who who have eyes on this book that that are good eyes. That's mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like yeah. I yeah I just feel really positive and and you know I've heard stories about kind of image creators. Um, and indie people getting, you know, embraced by the big two, and and it not necessarily going well. Um, and I'm just, you know, proud to say that that's not the case here. Um, that's great. At all, yeah. Again, knock yeah. on wood. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's been it's been lovely, and and it, and it's due in large part to the fact that I've been an editor, and I have no ego about those things Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. like and then also i've been an editor and i know when to push back and and thus far there's been no reason for pushback like i get i get where every note comes from i get where the thoughts come from and i love it it's cool yeah
0: um are you are you trying to use this as a stepping stone to writing for more big two books or is this just all you're just kind of winging it and it's like oh this is this is great let's see where it leads (laughs) um
1: my like my super duper hope is that I will always only take work that I want you know and it's funny because like I look at some of our peers and our colleagues and I look at how many like books their names are attached to and, and not in a bad way like a good example is Matthew Rosenberg who like He's, I feel like he's doing, like, so many books right now. And I'm like, how do you have all these ideas? Like, because mm-hmm. he's doing them for Black Mask. He's doing them for Marvel. Who knows what other companies he's doing
0: them for. I would say, though, that his Black Mask books are fucking great. And yeah. the Marvel shit that I've read from him is not bad, but it's not the same. Well, like, you know, some of the Marvel stuff is, like, it's a little bit of, like,
1: you know, do the do the tie-in for this or or, like, let's beef up this character that's going to be on that show, you know. Mm-hmm. Some of it's a little bit... And this is just me looking from the outside in some of it's a little like, "Hey, we're just like trying to sure- work, yeah, yeah, we're making sure you can kind of keep up and and then we'll start giving you like you know now he has rocket raccoon, and I mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. you know they're sort of like let's see what you do with a very um safe task and and then we'll we'll challenge you more and more. Um, but either way, yeah, that black mask stuff is just like out of control. And, uh, he's such a thinker. He's got such a mind. And, and but you know, anyway, all I'm trying to say is like, I just, I couldn't, I don't know that I have that in me. If someone was like, Hey, like this week, could you give us like a four issue miniseries on Deathstroke?" I'd be like. No, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know what to say with him. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. um That being said, if if someone said, "Hey, how about you know this character or that character that you do like and that you do think about on your own," I'd be like, "Yeah, for sure." What's funny is, uh, like for a minute I thought I wanted to like th- like see if I could write Superboy, and then I realized I don't want to write Superboy. I just want to like draw Connor in that, like, 90s outfit again. <laughs> yeah, like, I didn't yeah, even, yeah, like, yeah. I was like, I just want to do, like, weird fan art. I don't even want to write this thing. But it was just all, like, oh, like, oh, I got an idea for a clone story. And then when I, like, started reading the Superboy books, I was like, oh, there's no way I can really just, like, have it be, like, a 90s romp. <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. That's all I want. That's my next project, is a 90s romp where everyone wears, like, <laughs> overlong flannel plaid and 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 leather jackets over
0: spandex and circle glasses with one earring on your right left whatever the and and it's a dangler yeah it's a dangly cross like george michael earring yeah yeah
1: that's my deal that's all i hope for in this life (laughs) (laughs) that's my next goal career goal is to just do a 90s book
0: oh there you go you You were talking about that you were talking about that on facebook the other day weren't you Where you were like if i because if i was gonna do something what would you want me to do as my next project yeah maybe i'll do a 90s book Flannel, the comic book. (laughs) Yeah, well,
1: it would be the name of the whatever Java house they hang in. Mm. Java Mm. house, you know, (laughs) whatever internet cafe they go to. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh man, Uh, but it's a it's a really interesting time though in terms of mainstream comics right now because comics, by and large, aren't selling a lot. Um, Like in terms of you know the the mainstream stuff, there's not the the numbers are particularly low right now they're in an interesting place yeah (laughs) the numbers the numbers are not great and also most of the big names are either people who've been around for a long time or people who like the general temperature is uh, of their fan base is like i love their creator own stuff and sometimes i like their big two stuff you know it's you know there wasn't a question there and i was just gonna have to like answer you know what i think
1: or how i feel about that is um I don't know. I there's a million reasons obviously for obviously, why anything yes. is anything. One of the things that like I have noticed with people and I can't remember who, so it's good because I can't name names because I don't remember them. That that's what happens when you're a pothead for like a year straight. When you're just stoned for a year straight, you forget everything. I was sick, listeners, I'm not stoned right now. But uh you know like I think some people for a long time And have had and still have this, like, fear of giving the man their ideas. Um, You know, for fear of becoming the cautionary tale. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. And I would and I wouldn't, you know, because I at least what I've seen from the people who get taken care of nowadays by the big two. Like, obviously, you're never, like, don't be an idiot and don't, like, I guess it's sort of like like save money like use your con money to like build out your 401k or whatever because those those big two companies pay like just fine like they pay a living wage um above a living wage maybe you can't raise a family with it but like you could after a few books especially if you're drawing anyway um let me land this plane because right now what i'm saying doesn't make sense uh but I feel like it, it it's it's sort of serving as a detriment because they they hold on to their precious ideas for their creator-owned work and then then they do the creator-owned work and sometimes it doesn't pan out. Like not everyone's Kelly Sue, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not everyone um is able to harness the, you know, the clamor and the mm-hmm. and the love and, and be able to turn it into like making money. Um, you know, not every book is the wicked and the divine where like it's just, like, you know, internet fodder, like, yeah, and, yeah. and they're making money off of it.
0: Um, and they have, like, a TV show deal and, yeah. and all kinds of, yeah. But but see, even though, like, all the people that you just named, like, uh, Gillen, McKelvey, Kelly Sue, Fraction, Brubaker, Remender, all those people I feel like were, like, the the tail end of the last generation and the current we're in like this weird like three or four year gap before the next generation of big names is here well here's what here's what people don't also also don't remember about like some of those names
1: not not i don't know enough about kelly Sue's entire um career to to say to speak to this but rick remender he was an image guy like, oh yeah
0: he's been around for like this ever. is
1: his like second go around you know like that like he did that he did the like use his great ideas for his own stuff and like the books i don't know the numbers weren't doing as well as you know black science is doing now um but yeah I, you know maybe we're going through a lull or maybe people are being weird and hesitant and protective with their ideas and i'm of the i don't know i don't know where i'm going with this but i just kind of feel like i think that's causing a problem where like these big two books Like, you should – sometimes you should give them your good ideas. Like, I don't really think, like – like, Venom is dope in Spider-Man. Like, I don't want to see Venom somewhere else. You know what I mean? Like, that whole thing is great for this, like, massive corporate serialized drama that reaches out to, like, children and adults. Um, And that wouldn't have happened if, like, at the time, you know – who, did, Todd didn't write that. Todd, no, it he, was David Michelini, yeah, right? Yeah,
0: and Todd drew it, and then Todd kind of took it and ran with it. And I think that technically it's Defalco, right? Because Defalco Todd. is the one who wrote the black suit back into Spider-Man after Secret Wars. I, I think.
1: I, I think. you're way better at that than I am. You're way better at like who did what in the Spider-Man universe than I am. I just like would read Spider-Man and love it, but not like assign credit mm-hmm. you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i like i have all the stories but i'm like i don't know who drew that one like you know what, especially <laughs> earlier stuff but anyway um but i don't know like i'm just kind of like oh like some of these things need to be exploited in order to tell these like larger tales and sometimes they service larger tales
0: better i don't you know what i mean and i, I do and to, and part of me agrees and then part of me is like yeah but there's so many people who get abused by that system and just get fucked by it yeah, they should get smart and take business classes. Like, I don't think that's even the thing, man. I think Marvel just doesn't want to pay people, period. And no matter what they would say, "Oh, there's somebody else standing in line right behind you we can pay less than you. Fuck you, leave." Yeah, I mean, I think it's more the
1: rights stuff. They because they do pay like the page rates sure, are always the page, good.
0: the page rates aren't aren't bad. But like in terms of Jim Starlin not getting anything for Thanos, right. in terms of him him not even being invited the, to the premiere of Avengers, they didn't even have to tell him. In terms of fucking Bill Mantlo for Rocket Raccoon, like yeah. that dude is literally a living corpse and Marvel doesn't give a shit. They like gave him a portable DVD player <laughs> with a disc with Guardians of the Galaxy the week before the movie came out. Like fuck that. I
1: I hear you, but I like I just go back to like what Don Draper said to Peggy in Mad Men. He's like what what do you want? Like you want a thank you? Like your paycheck is your thank you. Like we live in a creative industry like it, it you get paid to be creative. Like if you're not smart and you don't take care of yourself, that's on you like you signed your part of the contract like I'm totally with you like you know there are dick moves that these entities do but like at the end of the day everyone's a business person like every these are business transactions like you know what I mean like that's why like even with uh some image creators and some of the legal kerfuffles they've gotten in. Like, it doesn't matter big or small, who you are? Like everyone needs to get their fucking business in check. Like, like, you don't want to sign the deal. Don't sign the deal. Like, you know what I mean? But like, also like, I think you can be like some people who have been involved with Deadpool. Um, And not necessarily the biggest person involved with Deadpool, but like other ones who like still manage to like carve their piece of the pie out for it. Like, this is, it's all business. This isn't like, yeah, it's our childhood dream, but like, it's a business. Like no one's, you know, I'm really like, I stand by, uh, I think it was Amy Pascal uh, when she had to sort of defend herself about the like emails talking about the wage gaps between Jennifer Lawrence and the other people. And she was like, yeah, like, I sympathize, but like, I'm a business person, like, and I'm, I'm working for the other side. Like, she's like, it's not on me to like tell anyone they should be asking for more money. If they want to set, like, if she says yes to like a $2 million picture deal, like I'm going to take it. Cause like my job's to make money. Like it's on everyone. You know what I mean? Um, I think we should all fight for like better contracts and stuff like that. I think people should always do stuff like that. Um, But, you know, at the end of the day, it's, like, you can also use these people to, like, build out your own platform and, like, create a bigger space for yourself. And, like—
0: And that's—I mean, that's the real benefit to working for the big two. And kind of—I don't know. I go back and forth on this. Sometimes I'm like, I don't want to work for those assholes. And then sometimes I'm like, yeah, but— Uh, maybe i do that'd be really fun to write a fucking like we were just talking about it'd be really fun to write a venom thing i like venom eddie brock's cool even though he's not venom anymore but whatever i'm you know yeah and
1: i'm again all of this is like sounds really heartless um but i I just felt like i had to pick a lane and i picked the heartless lane for the sake (laughs) of this conversation because i was like how the fuck do i do i keep my point after that bill mantlo shit but um yeah i you know i'm i'm just also this guy that like I'm like, I'm kind of like, I've got, you know, not as many as Matt Rosenberg, but like, I'm like, I've got ideas. Like, I'm not going to just only have one thing. Like, and so I just kind of figure, okay, like keep putting everything out and keep your heart's always like, as long as your heart's pumping, you're always going to have some heart to put on the table. So figure like, I can give this part of my heart to the man and then I can give this part of my heart to image and maintain all the creator rights. But like the part of my heart that I gave to like Marvel or DC or, you know, Dark Horse or whoever, like the, the, the price I paid is like, then I get a platform and then I get the paycheck and then I get people actually like listening to me and looking at me. And then I can say, Hey, come over here. I did this comic book. It's really weird. And there's a web series and like, but if you buy that one, I make a lot more money off of it. Yeah. Um, you know, Tim, I, I'm just very like it's all a cost-benefit analysis, um, mm-hmm. and and yeah, I feel you, and I I, I totally. That's why I'm always like always like down to clown with like hero initiative and actor or what you know whatever name it is this week sorry oh my
0: god it's for real though right it's like pick a goddamn name i think they did i think they did is it is it's i think it's actor a commitment yeah. to our roots which is the worst fucking name ever your words not mine um <laughs> you know that it is though why is it named actor that is a different profession i don't that has know to do i don't comics. know my point is though that they make
1: they they help people they take care of people they do real good work for the individuals who we're pioneering this entire industry and it was a new frontier and no one thought about like contracts the way we have to now. Um And yeah. And so like I, you know, I do my part to like be like, well, yeah, cause I might be there in a few years. Same with CBLDF. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I never know when I'm going to get <laughs> in some shit Yeah, <laughs> for like, you know, my zine, the night we're just dicks I've sucked. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I think uh it's, this is also a relatively new industry and we're figuring out, You know, I think it's also art as commerce or art as a, you know, what am I saying here? Like, to pay someone to produce um, art for intellectual properties, like, it's a new thing. Um, And, you know, for some reason in comic books, uh, we really are protective of our creators. And if this were film, television, animation production, there's a little less of that. Um and that I think that's why I'm so hard about it is I've lived here for so long and I've seen how production workers get treated and I'm kind of like yeah like that's the game like there's going to be a million people who want your job same with you, actors and actresses and and I think that's why I'm so heartless about it is it it's like yeah someone else is going to like take your job at least in this industry we can create um minor celebrity for ourselves which you can't do if you're a storyboard artist you can't go to Comic-Con and be like Hey guys, I'm legendary comic uh, storyboard artist. You know, yeah, Billy Joel, so and so.
0: I don't know. I mean, is Billy Joel so and so the lead the the lead uh, character in your '90s? Um... Yeah, <laughs> we're drafting this book right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. This is something I think a lot about. Just in terms of uh, the Watchmen situation that DC is doing right now is just so heartbreaking to me on every level because. I understand that it's a business. I understand they have to make money off of it. And that's why they've kept it in print and kept the rights to it for 30 years. But making more Watchmen is like making a sequel to Citizen Kane. Why would you do that? It's so disrespectful and so shitty. Yeah, but they're making a sequel to Blade Runner. I think that's the, you know... With the original creator's blessing and involvement... If did i i would i don't give a fuck if alan moore was like hell yeah let's make Watchmen 35 i'd be like that's dumb but okay go for it yeah i mean you know and that's i don't know
1: because to me it's like well like we'll always still have the book i mean you know there were sherlock holmes books after fucking sir arthur conan doyle fucking pieced out from this earth and also from like he was alive too when they had kept them going without him, right?
0: Uh, not to my knowledge, but I maybe. I don't know. I don't know enough. He came, Sorry, he came back. Anything. He came because, like, he left, he killed Sherlock Holmes, left and did some other stuff that, right. was, that failed, came back, brought Sherlock Holmes back to life, did him for another 10 years and then died. Yeah. And, they and did- somewhere in that was the Pilt Town Man thing where he thought he had discovered uh, the link between Neanderthals and us. That, that's oh my, my favorite God. part, where he's like, I went to this fucking graveyard, no, and I really? found a dog bone and a chimp skull and some fingers. Oh I God. found it! I gotta do some more
1: Sherlock research. I should have picked a better character, or a better <laughs> IP to like...
0: <laughs> or what about Bond? Didn't they, do, didn't they do Bond books after Fleming? Yeah, they definitely have, but that's also with the blessing of the Fleming estate. The Fleming... Yeah. Same thing with What's-His-Face Burroughs. They've done a shitload of... Uh, Tarzan books, again, with the blessing of the... With the the blessing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm... I don't know. Only because it's like, well, like, what if someone did something amazing that was worth our attention in all these, like, Watchmen books, like... Because there were some beautiful, magnificent names uh, attached. So I feel like they did try to do something, you know, and who knows? Look, Frank Miller gave his blessing for Dark Knight 2 and you know gave his blessing and involvement for this third one I'm, I'm i'm waiting and seeing on the third one i think i like it i'm not sure really, yet really you do i'm not sure yet it's not done it's not fair to mm-hmm. it's not fair to judge it all the way yet i mean you know the arts cooler than dark knight 2 to be sure <laughs> that's a pretty low bar though but that's my point you know like it like look at you're telling me all these examples of people who did give their blessing and the stuff went to the shitters. so like there's just no guarantee like i don't know yeah it sucks it sucks but like What else can you do? Like, that's the way of it. You know what I mean? Like, we can just stay, like, punk rock as fuck, or we can, like, be better about contracts and, like, have better representation and, like, I don't know. I'm with you, though. I get it. You know, I'm with you, but, like, I also
0: just don't know what to do, and I kind of accept the system as that. Mm -hmm. Um, Would you be in favor of, like, a union or something like that? Because that's one of the key differences between the systems that you had cited previously that involve production and labor in an intellectually uh driven industry intellectual property driven industry like film or tv is those people have unions that protect them and look out for each other theoretically uh, yeah i don't know i feel like we'd also
1: have to like <laughs> we'd have to also stop being fucked on our end too like, <laughs> <laughs> like the, the artists and writers would also have to stop being so like crazy unprofessional sometimes um i i don't want to answer that because i don't know enough like mm. I have like I'm like yeah maybe but I'm also like unions are like really complicated cuz I I took a micro and macro economics class and I and labor economics um and so I studied I studied unions for a second and it was like yeah that lesson plan the like long and the short of it was like they're complex and sometimes they're really useful and then sometimes they create like lots of like inefficiencies um man, this is a really, like, heady conversation.
0: We can talk about other stuff if this is bumming you out. We can talk about... Oh, man, I'm
1: so bummed out. No, I'm fine with anything. No, because, again, (laughs) going back to the first thing, like, I I like talking about the economics of comics. It's a very funny industry. Um, And, you know, it's a very... What we're talking about is very complex, too. You know, I'm trying... I always compare the comic book industry to the music industry. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know... I, I don't I just feel like it's the same where you could you could have done a drawing for a band and you did it on a handshake and you did it for like a hundred and fifty dollars because your homies with the band and then they end up making it the branding for the entire album cycle like whose fault is that it's the artists for not putting stuff on paper you know what I mean mm-hmm. like James Jean did that My Chemical Romance album cover he got paid well because he has like proper representation and like, I'm sure that him and Gerard Way are f- friends or friendly or whatever, but that didn't take away the fact that like they would be using that for their branding. And I'm sure, you know, and I, I, I peripherally have met James a few times. Like I know he's smart about that stuff. He did the Donna's album cover like a decade ago. Um, so I think it's the same thing where it's like, yeah, and it goes back to Marvel DC where, like, okay, yeah, like, maybe there's no way around, like, a ironclad contract that signs away the rights, but then you just have to get smart and figure out how to, like, liaise what you're doing there for something else. Like, I wouldn't get mad if, I'm trying to think of a band, like, I would love, and that is huge. Let's say Britney Spears. Okay. not that I love her but like, like, she's not even that who's a taylor swift there we go sure. that's a okay. that's a name everyone knows uh
0: if, if taylor swift was like
1: oh my gosh would you uh,
0: <laughs> will you, will you do a drawing of me? Wait, wait wait let me let me hold on let me let me oh. uh, okay all right okay i've got the mental image oh my gosh would you oh we we'd love a drawing of you know, of me <laughs> from you uh,
1: for my next album you know. <laughs> <laughs> And uh and, and I do it and, and, and I say, oh, hey, like, uh, I'll just take $500 and some concert tickets and like samples of my merch. Oh, thank you. Blah, blah. And, you know, am I supposed to be mad at Taylor Swift if it's the album cover and then it's like all over Target and it's the posters behind her when she's like signing? Like, no, that's my fault. Like, I fucked up. I signed a bad contract. Like, but now I have all these Swifties that want to be my friend you know what i mean and want to follow me on the internet as a result of like one fucking drawing i did for taylor swift so that's why i kind of am like okay like yeah like never like don't don't put yourself in the position to be the victim but then don't play the role of the victim either like this is business we have to be business people um and even though we're in the business of making dreams and in the business of making toys and in the business of making magic like I, the first word I used in all of that is business. Like, it's business. Let, just be business people about it. Like, learn some things for yourself. Like, research who you're going to have, like, you know, representing you or something. Um, there we go. But no, I don't know. But yeah, I always relate things to the music industry. Hmm. Um, and, and, and that's the best I can come up with, uh, you know. But then you're, what you really want to talk about is more like the artist making the music and the label putting out the music and that's just too complicated for me to <laughs> I can only talk about what I know which is drawing for bands. Um uh, but yeah no I get you. I get you. And it, it is a it is a struggle, but I go back to the same thing of like people people who who seek the American dream and then act like it's something new when the American dream like chews them up and spits them out. I'm like, motherfucker, have you read any book that is about the american dream like that's what happens don't pursue it like no one's keeping this shit a secret from you that like you know marvel is a corporation that is like run by disney like they're in the business of making fucking money like don't act shocked like you figure out a way to make money while they figure out a way to make money then everyone will be making money and we'll all be happy i don't know hmm. make zines make zines because <laughs> then you control 100 percent of the profits. <laughs>
0: Uh, have you you mentioned it earlier the zine you made the nine weirdest dicks you sucked mm-hmm. Has, have you uh, encountered any negative backlash about that because we had talked about that when you first put it out you were like yeah. I don't know we'll see what happens
1: eerily none It's um, fucking awesome yeah well what, you know what I learned about that one is uh, it appeals to every demographic except for <laughs> one except for one <laughs> shitty white dudes no really shitty white dudes like it shitty white dudes maybe they won't say it out loud but they'll pick it up because they want to see if their dick is weird in comparison Ah. everyone everyone has a reason to want to buy it and everyone has a reason to want to look at it and this is a gross generalization but like come at me i don't care that much (laughs) because i'm also right lesbians like they're the only ones that are like i have no use for this book like Mm. thanks for putting it out there like that's it. But straight dudes want to see it. Cause they want to see if their dick is weird by comparison. Mm-hmm. Cause they don't like look at their dicks when they're like, watch- they don't look at the dude's dick in porn. Like they're, you know, like they're just imagining that that is their dick. Um, <laughs> and, uh, straight women obviously are like, Oh honey, you know, like mm-hmm. been there, sucked that gay dudes. Obviously mm-hmm. it's just like lesbians. Like they're like, I have no use for this thing. So I do, I, I did okay with it. Um, mm-hmm. Have I, you reprinted it since? No, I. I'm trying to figure out. Like, I feel like there's an evergreen way to keep that book around, and what I may do is each add- one of the dicks is a
0: hundred-page no. graphic novel. No, 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 no. <laughs> I might,
1: I might do, I might add one more dick, even though there was a bonus dick in that zine. Mm-hmm. Um. I go back and forth but I kind of want to I kind of want to add this extra dick that had vitiligo and it again
0: alright what I don't know what i am am I ignorant I don't know what the fuck it's a skin
1: vit- it's a skin pigment disease okay. where your skin like I think that that's what Michael Jackson said he had when he was oh, okay. bleaching his skin yeah but it's basically like I, the pigment drains or something or there's too much and, and you end up kind of looking like a cow with like splotches oh. again doesn't make the dick unsuckable but it makes it weird yeah um and uh, so I, you know, I was thinking like I wanted, to, I kind of wanted to add that one to it. Um, I, I wanted to add maybe like an essay or a strip about like sucking dick, mm-hmm. um, and just like turn it into something else that uh, costs more money <laughs> for the consumer and has enough that anyone who might have bought it before would buy it again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just I think it'd be really funny if I could get it to a place. Where it's like a hard, like it could be a hardcover, <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> like a like a super nice prestige format, bontusine style, super big fucking hardcover. He, he his hands, internet went super big. Yeah, not super super big. I think I'd still like to keep it
1: around five and a half by eight and a half. Okay, but um, I just think that'd be so funny. Like a linen, a linen cover, sure, hardcover, sure. linen cloth or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that'd be super super funny <laughs> and like. I don't know though. I just I don't want to put my, bring myself to do that. Why? And I would have like a a, a limited edition dick plate. <laughs> 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 it's too soon. I've got enough going on. Like okay. I gotta I gotta focus. You, you
0: you put another zine fairly recently too, right? Yeah, yeah. I did a I did a
1: zine. I, so I to to come back to the being high all the time thing. Um, I was sick last year, and I which had I'm surgery. very
0: glad that you're seemingly. Passed yeah, a do I look bit. do I look healthier? Yes, very much so.
1: Aristotle can't stop looking his chops. <laughs> that he he says he's straight, but it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I was
0: worried for a minute, man, because that he wasn't like, straight. No, oh, I don't give a shit about that. You? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. So yeah, be be worried. We'll talk about how worried you were for okay. me. I was just gonna say, but to to help with um my medical bills, I reached out to all these people that I'd done contributions uh with and for you know on their anthologies and stuff and I was like hey can I use it make a zine and it's this wonderful little 48 page book that covers just all the little strips I've done over the past 10 years trying to like make it in comics and it's called is this it because that's sort of the like theme every time I did one of these things was I was like oh this is the opportunity that's gonna put me in front of so-and-so's eyes you know and like this is it this it's finally happening um you know, and, and and that's what was lovely was, you know, all of my peers said yes and they were so gracious. And then um, all the fan, these fans, the few fans that I have, they they bought it and they ordered it. And they've been really, like, gracious with me while I've been super, super bad about shipping them out. I'm almost done. I have, like, three more left. And it's mainly because... Those orders ordered things that I had secretly ran out of, and I have to like find them in my personal archives to like fill the last (laughs) orders. You know how that goes. I absolutely do. Um,
0: I love that you downplay the fact that people know who you are too. Like I've been out in public with you, and people have been like, "Oh my god, are you are you Cena Grace?" Like yeah, when you were at Comic Con or something. Nah, motherfucker, we were at that uh, we were at that bar for that band. Don't you remember that? Who stopped us? I don't know her. You didn't know her either. Some random human. Whoa. Some some brown haired oh, yeah, girl. You're right. Some girl came up to you and was oh, like, yeah. oh, my God, are you?
1: See, that's what I mean. I was so stoned. I was like,
0: I don't remember that. <laughs> um Yeah, that's cool, right? Yeah, Stuff that was like that's
1: cool. I was really I was like, Oh, this is so great. <laughs> yeah, that shit's tight. But you know, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about I forgot about that. Yeah. The worst was um this artist Adam Roth came up to me after a feel show and he's like, Hey, I'm Adam Roth, blah, 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 blah. And I, like, was tired. I was drunk. Again, this was, like, last year, so I was stoned. And I just thought he was, like, someone who, like, thought he should, like, say his full name when he introduces himself. And I was like, oh, cool, man. Hey, nice to meet you. And I was like, I was just tired and, like, trying to, like, extricate myself from the conversation, but as, like, pleasantly as possible. And then the next day I was like, oh, that dude's a dude I follow on Instagram and his art is so sick. And I just, like... (laughs) was so, cool, like, chilly to him by accident. So, Adam, if... I'm going to tell you to listen to this, Adam. So <laughs> I'm sorry. And and then, Internet, for all of you still listening, even after my very uh, complicated and, and toxic opinions about business, um, <laughs> please follow Adam Roth.
0: No, but, you internet. know, honestly, though, just on a personal level, it's good for me to hear you voice those opinions because... They're not necessarily antithetical to my own, but in my head, I'm, you know, we've had these conversations. I'm like, you know, ride or die DIY punk rock motherfucker in the corner, and that's not always super healthy to be that way. It's good to be flexible, and it's good to maybe take a step to the next level, even if you're going to get fucked a little bit, because then you go to the next level, as opposed to being like the 50-year-old guy in the back of the punk show.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. You know, and I'll tell you something... Um, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a funny little aside, uh, and it makes me laugh because I think about some of the particulars and I can't get, I won't get into it out of respect for everyone involved, but there was one convention I had gone to and I can't remember which figure it was from, from Vertigo. Uh, but it was it was it was one of the you know big people at Vertigo. We'll just say it's Karen Berger. Aren't they both gone though, Shelley and Karen? Yeah, now. How long ago was it? I don't remember. I think it, it doesn't the- matter. It, she doesn't okay. matter. Well, okay. that sentence out of context. Yeah. But anyway, she was like, "Oh, hey, here's my card. Like, shoot me an email sometime." And I was like, "Whoa!" And uh, the next week, I was out with a friend who was a little bit more established than uh i was at the time and i was like isn't that so exciting and this friend just was super naggy was super like don't do it they give such bad deals blah 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 and i was kind of like it doesn't matter like if the man like it doesn't matter that the man will rape me It matter I was like, it just matters that the man wants to rape me. (laughs) Like I was like, I was like, this is the first like I was like, this is the first time I've ever wanted to like it's the first time someone has said, like, I want to exploit you. Like, I think you're so good I want to exploit you. Like, call me. And I was like, and I was kind of telling this friend, I was like, you need to back off. Like, I just kind of want to enjoy the fact that, like, for the first time ever, because like up until that point, I think the the most work I'd gotten outside of, um, image comics was like, boom. And so it was a big deal for me, you know, that, that someone at DC Vertigo thought whatever idea I had could be like worth a conversation. Um, and, and this person kept just like constantly like texting me like example after example of like a different friend that said this or a different friend that said that. And I was just like, leave me alone. Like I just want to revel in feeling like, you know, this like step has happened and Mm -hmm. it's the step of you go from being this person who's doing their own thing for their own purposes. And, you know, you reach that point of exhaustion where you don't want to do it anymore. And someone comes up to you and is like, I like what you're doing. I want to give you like more money than you've ever seen to do it. You know? And that, and that's where you like, You should never forget about the fact that, like, oh, paperwork. But, like, it was just cool. It was super cool. And that's, you know, I think that's all I have to say to you is, like, you know, you just have to always take a step back and make the decision if it's worth it. And it's also, you know, as well as I, it's, like, super exhausting to do your own marketing and to prep your own files and to, like, do your own cost-benefit analysis and, like, set your own print runs and try to make your money back and have to do your investments, like – Sometimes it's nice to be like, oh, they'll do all the hard work. They're going to try and make this book live. They're going to also try and set up the rights because, like, they want this to make a lot of money. And I know um, I know, people have said counterpoints to this. I've seen them on Twitter. I can't remember who. Like, people who are like, oh, like, I didn't make a penny off that book and it got adapted. Blah, blah, blah. Like, create our own forever. But, like, that's... But like it's not like iZombie, like they do very well in in the books, I think, because the show's doing well and people buy the book and it's a Vertigo book and I believe the team gets money for that. Maybe that's a bad maybe that's a bad example. The internet's gonna tell me I'm wrong or something. But I, I was under the impression that the folks who made iZombie the book are enjoying the benefit of having iZombie the TV show on air. Mm-hmm. Um And they get royalties from that Um, and there's money there and there's attention being paid to them and then they can liaise that. I'm just saying it's in these companies best interest for these things to like be successful. So they're going to like market and promote the crud out of it and they have a staff and I don't. So like that's when it's like comforting to be like, oh, good. The man's here because can we come up with like a gender, a a non-gendered way to discuss like the corporate teat? even that
0: <laughs> what's emperor palpatine's first name isn't it like Sheev. she i'm not gonna say the Sheev is here
1: <laughs> with the, <laughs> the sheave is here but like you know i don't know i get you i get you because it's there's a lot there's a lot to worry about always but yeah um all this all this information's on the internet anyone out there if you're looking to be diy and you're looking but you also you know have a have a part of you that wants to like work for marvel or dc or if you're not in comics and you want to you know maybe be signed to Capitol records or something all this information is out there in terms of like protecting yourself and what to think about and like all these stories that you know folks like myself and dave here are like you know we're not we're not hiding it's out there like just do your research do your due diligence that's what we did
0: yeah, I mean, I feel I'm like... all, like, angry now. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like you've had more success than I have. I'm over here in the corner being like, nah, I'm making my comments But I've been Ba-da-ba-da-ba. at this since I was 15. Like,
1: I was interning at Top Cow when I was in high school. Like, I've just wanted this for so long. And I've, like, failed a million times. But I started way early because I... Literally, I did it because I saw it in a Wizard magazine, R.I.P. Um, Brian Bendis was like, it takes 10 years to break in. Like... No more, no Like, he didn't say it like that. But he was, like, in some stupid advice column, he, like, was like, it takes 10 years to break in. And I remembered being, like, fuck, I'm going to be 25. Fuck. I better get started now. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I'm 30, and I still am, like, well... I, I mean, now I feel comfortable. I don't think where I'm at now I can sustain, like, any lifestyle outside of, like, this 90s boy lifestyle that I want for myself. But, um... Yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. Besides, like, this information's all on the internet. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, these conversations and these thoughts are are out there. And I just think it's so easy for people to get informed now, mm-hmm. as opposed to, say, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, when our forefathers and foremothers were writing, you know, game-changing work. I guess that's the thing, is it's like, okay, everyone knows better now, like... Let's just make good deals and make good stories. I support that. That sounded real poignant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that
1: silence was like, mm, but I don't know. Everyone's going to call how me an does, idiot.
0: How does that play into you self? Because you self-financed uh, Self-Obsessed, right? Because you were like, fuck this, I want to do it.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about like the creator-owned stuff. Um, so I did a book uh, in 2014 called Self-Obsessed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I... It was really well-timed that, like, I had basically gotten, like, writer's block and had all this, like, awful personal life, personal life <coughs> stuff happen that uh, I thought, okay, let's, like, I don't even know why. I don't even really – I don't really know why I said, yeah, I thought – uh, there's a million reasons. But basically, like, everything came together and I decided to pull in all my favors and shoot a web series just because it was, like, there's only so many ways you can promote a comic book. Especially a graphic memoir that's weird and doesn't have an actual like linear narrative. It needs
0: Yeah, I mean it's like it you made like a weird perfect bound zine where it's like there's photos and there's <laughs> essays and like comics and
1: Yeah, and and that's a hard sell. Like it's its Goodreads rating is like terrible. Really? It's like a two point eight fuck, or something fuck them. I loved 9. it really well then Goodreads review it please I mean Amazon's <laughs> like all my friends did the review so I'm like oh at least it balanced out that like one one star review but uh yeah please uh Goodreads man they're yeah. they're discerning as fuck there but um <laughs> but anyway so yeah I, you know and, and being from here uh a lot of friends work in film and TV. And again, it's not just the, like, I know so-and-so. But it's like, oh, you do color correction. Or, like, yeah. oh, you're, you're an
0: editor. You're a fucking gaffer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, my friend
1: Joe, he he edits, like, things on TV for realsies. And, like, we've always just been buddies. And we go to concerts. And he loves comics. And I met him through comics. And I didn't know what a big deal, like, what a big favor I was asking when I was like, hey, will you cut my web series? <laughs> But he did. He did a great job. You know, he and Daniel worked really well together. And then um, and then, uh, the true, true about the second season was that someone had basically said they would throw money at me to do a second season. Uh, the financing fell through, and I was kind of left in a situation where I still had to carry on. But, yeah, so I accidentally financed a second season as well. Um, <laughs> Which is also why I'm like, I need to do a Patreon. I got some credit card bills right now. But uh, yeah, and, and and it's cool and it was crazy. And, and, and yeah, DIY to a whole nother level. And also the same thing of like, you've just got to learn to do these things. Like, uh, you know, I storyboarded the darn thing. You take on all these little roles that that otherwise you'd have to pay someone else to do. But you just got to learn it. You just got to learn it if you want to do it and surround yourself with people who kind of know, what, who do know what they're doing and then ask them a shit ton of questions. Um, But yeah, it was really interesting to go, to make something that as a book was 100% me down to even, as I said earlier, like that was an InDesign file like I'd sent and was like, here's the package. Like, you know, let me know if I need to fix any files. Uh, Please add the indicia for me. Um, To go from something that was so autonomous to then having to work with like, 20 to 35 people like on something that is still very much like, this is my thing, but it's also your thing, especially with actors where, and they're playing themselves and they're there. Yeah. There was a give and take and a tug of war that I wasn't immediately originally uh, equipped for, but I love it. I love it. I love collaborating on stuff like that. And I, that's the thing is I love collaborating. And then I have my, I have my me books to be a brat. Mm. And and have absolute agency over, and I think that's why I'm so zen about everything else. Is it's like I still get to do the thing I like to do. Like I still get to make these weird books that are like more in line with like what Jeff Lemire does at Top Shelf than what Jeff Lemire does at Marvel. And that was what it all boiled down to. Is like I had this one breakfast with Jeff, and I was like, "How do I get your career?" And he was like, "You just say yes to everything." Like he's like. I just kept saying yes and, like, get the work done. And I was like, okay, deal. Um, But, yeah, I don't
0: know what your original question was. You just brought up the web series. And I was like, I want to (laughs) talk. How uh, was it a big, like, was the learning curve that you had ramping up from no web series to one different than going from the first season to the second? It was, there were lots of, like,
1: it, um... Yes and no. Like, in the first season, I worked with Daniel, um, who I co-created that Image comic series, Burn the Orphanage, with. Um, And it was so much work. It was so, so much work. And it was so exhausting and so gratifying in a lot of ways. And then um, he wasn't around for the second season. And it was looking like I was, like, I thought I was directing it for a long portion of the pre-production until we brought in, I brought, i Brought in this guy, Kevin Sonicson, who had uh, helped out with the story from the first season. But uh, that was when it was, like, without sort of the other big person on the ship there. Mm -hmm. um, I started to realize, like, all the things he had done that I didn't know about. Like, there's, like, paperwork and, like clearances and just more, more interesting stuff than that. But th- there were just all these things that were coming up that Daniel had totally shielded me from. And I was like, "Fuck, God, this is even more work than I thought. Um, I, you know, they're both just similarly, like really rewarding, but really grueling. Because if there's one thing I've kind of learned from friends who do work in film and TV is that the, the way you keep things smooth is it's like, it, it, you sort of set an example from the top down, um, everyone I know who's like worked on TV shows and stuff, they're just always like, "Look, if the showrunner is like not a prick and not you know a diva, then and, and and like comes to set on time or whatever." Same with like the lead of the show. You know, someone someone told me like Amy Poehler was the bomb on Parks and Recreation, and because she was the bomb, no one had any excuse to not be the bomb, mm. and that was sort of the exhausting thing. Was it was like. You've met me. You've gone to things with me. I'm like, I'll get there when I get there, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I'll leave when I leave. Like, bye. And you can't do that when you're the leader and when it's your thing. And so, like, I'd always just have to, like, be the first there, be the last to go. And and that's not not hard, but it's uh, imagine, imagine, like, kind of, it's like Comic-Con energy. Mm-hmm. But, like, imagine... You have to be your Comic Con face for like everyone on the inside and uh, and the outside, and it, the hours are even longer than that. And like the time, I don't know. There's just so much, but it, it's kind of like that keeping Comic Con face. It's like doing Comic Con basically. Yeah, it's a it's a sh- it's
0: the tabling persona of you on camera,
1: and and doing hard work and yeah, thinking true. about five other things and like coordinating things and you know this that and the other. And, and I'm just super lucky. You know this all sounds like I did it all by myself, but that's not true. I was super super lucky to have um some amazing amazing friends just like pick up the slack and like really fucking go into overdrive and that's the other thing too is it's like that's the thing I learned is just like you you value you learn to value what different people bring to the table mm-hmm. um, and I appreciate it and i and then and also it's like when you go and do it a lot of it yourself, when you relinquish the responsibility to tie it all back into the comic book stuff like <laughs> you you feel a sense of trust and you you also value what they do more or if you want to take it away from them you know what it is so you can buy yourself more time stuff like that but right. um yeah it was really gratifying and re- rewarding and i and i want to do more and i'm so scared to see what people think of this next one because it's like it's got a plot it's like mm-hmm. got a. i'm like not always like the main character i'm not on screen some of the time
0: Hey! Whoa! It's like Veronica Mars season two. <laughs> was uh? Have you done? Had you done acting stuff before season one? Or were you just like fuck this? I'm gonna do it. I'd been in music. I'd been in music. Video- I was like Alicia Silverstone. I'd been in music <laughs> videos. So this is your Batman and
1: Robin, then? No, this is my Clueless. No.
0: Um, <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. She would, of course. This
1: is my blast from the past. But no, I I had like I'd been yeah. I did a I did a short for Funny or Die like that I was in for my friend. And I've been in music videos, and like I was in that Walking Dead documentary, so it wasn't my first time seeing myself in front of a camera and 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 like half hating it, half loving it. I was like, "Oh God, why is my eyebrow doing that? Oh, I want to see more um, <laughs> so it wasn't it wasn't my first time, but um, it was cool yeah i didn't I never thought of having the acting bug, but i I feel like such a ham that it was something I wanted to at least pursue like I was headstrong enough to think like all right, like I can." I can throw my, my hat in this. And, and it's all, even with comics, too, it's always been – I always just keep thinking someone will tell me to stop doing this. You know what I mean? Uh, especially with comics that I've done so many different genres and stuff. Like, if it's truly bad, someone's got to tell me. You know? And that's how I feel with the web series. Like, if it was, like, a really, really bad idea for me to act, like – someone would have like let me know instead of instead of there being a second season and instead of like us getting the people we get that I can't say yet like it's like oh okay I might not be doing something amazing but like no one's telling me to like you know stick to my day job so Mm -hmm. feeling good a lot of knocking on wood going on (laughs) I will I will say there is one cameo Aristotle do you know who can't guess. Stanley. No. Um god damn it. No, no, no. No, Alexi. Alexi shows up in it. Um she doesn't have a big role, but oh man. Yeah, I, I
0: just can't wait. I can't wait. Stanley's in it. Stanley's not in it. God, god damn it. Batman's in it. Batman's Bob in Bob it. Kane. Did you get Bob Kane? Bob Kane's in it. Bob Kane, Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko. They're all, all in, it. in it. I tried to do the drag queen tongue click. Didn't work. It's okay. <laughs>
1: It's okay. Aristotle, man, you're just making me weak tonight. But anyway, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um do you have your next comics project that you're doing lined up yet? Uh, yeah. Yeah. This summer, uh Image is releasing
1: a graphic novel called Nothing Lasts Forever, which is gonna be such an upper. <laughs> but I'm excited about it. It's a uh, it it's turning into su- like it, it you know, it's almost done because I have to start sending out galleys and stuff, but it it became something that I treasure far much more than than what I'd set out to do. Like mm. it started out as sort of this uh, raw nerve, and the fact that I I honed it in, like I reined it in, and and found a way to kind of make it a much more linear narrative. Um, I'm interested in in what the reception will be because, like, for a long time, I was just like, "Oh, this is the book that like is my nail in the coffin." But um, I think it's going to be okay.
0: <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you mean by uh, nail in the coffin? Like you, hold on. I'm gonna send.
1: I'm gonna send my dinner date a quick text.
0: <laughs> so, if you need to go, we can
1: wrap it up. No, no, no. no. I mean, we can. But hold on, let me. Uh, uh, <laughs> hold on a second. <laughs> Ups, he's he's here at Melton. It's my friend Nick. It's not a date. Date. Um, sorry. All right. Cool. Um... Sorry, what did you ask? That? Let's keep that on. Let's keep that. Don't
0: cut that out. <laughs> that material's I, good. No. <laughs> I don't know what I asked you. Something about... Oh, uh, so what What is? What do you mean by nail in the coffin? Oh, it. well, because it's all drawn
1: in pencil, and it had originally started as, like... Well, I was just, like, writing in my... Like, I was just kind of journaling. Like, I was doing journal strips um, just as warm-ups and stuff, and then they started getting progressively, like, a little better and better, and then I, like, started fucking with them on photoshop and then they kind of started becoming a bit coherent and they were all speaking to things and then some stuff was happening in my personal life where i was like oh this is a story and this is okay this is what i should do next and and i showed pages to like nick dragada and and becky clunan and they were like yeah this is good keep going um and so image gave like their blessing like yeah if that's the book you want to make go make it um what happened later was some like some life stuff happened outside of the getting sickness. The sickness outside of wait, getting So, you wait.
0: Are you saying you got down with the sickness? Yes,
1: yes. No, that was me just not saying sentences well. But, uh, aside from the sickness being so like a thing that you should write about, um, there were some like weird life events that basically turned my first uh graphic memoir, not my bag and then self-obsessed and now this book it turned it into them it turned them into a trilogy Mm. uh, sort of about my like about my 20s and then this book sort of became this really like lovely just like send-off to my 20s um lovely is a weird word but yeah it like having that and, and then and then being able to like feel more confident in the frame frame of it how how it's all framed i was like oh there we go this is it um is this it this is it Uh, (laughs) but yeah i feel good about it and i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be something people will really like it's not an easy book to stand by in a lot of ways like I, i talk about things that i'm just gonna have to like be like yeah yep that's me that happened to me and like you know but that i think that people find that honesty um motivating and uplifting sometimes.
0: So I mean, I know I do. Whenever whenever somebody makes a book that's like so weirdly personal that I get, embar- get embarrassed reading it, I'm like, "Oh yeah, this is the shit. <laughs> this is the shit right here."
1: There's going to be a lot of that. Like there's going to be a lot of like yeah, I don't know, we'll see. It's so in- I'm so nervous, but I I'm doing the best I can and 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 it, this is going to be the first book that I've completed well before it's like due date at the printer. Mm. And so I'm real excited because I'm going to I'm gonna like massage it and finesse it and like make it better, you know? Mm-hmm. Before because you yeah, every <laughs> I shouldn't yeah, whatever. I mean, like every like graphic novel I've put out is like technically a first draft. Like mm-hmm. it's always just like when's it due at the printer? Like,
0: I'll get it done in time. Don't you worry, but not Yeah, no, I know what it's like. Well you're so, just like you're just fucking you make you're making it and yeah. that's the time that it's done.
1: Yeah, self obsessed technically got done three weeks before it was due at the printer because like marketing was like you need to give us like a month with this book and I still couldn't do that so I'm trying now to give them five months and see what they do Mm. um because I want everyone wants it like I don't want to stand in its way and like being shitty about deadlines is standing in this book's way so um I'm real hopeful I I just saw today it's on Amazon so whoever's listening please pre-order we haven't necessarily officially announced it yet, but it's already, because it's a book book, they, right. it's already in the ether, um, the ordering ether. So I have to start landing like the announcement and press for that. We Yeah, see,
0: that's what I mean. It's like, ugh, couldn't Marvel do this for me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess then in closing, do you have any tips uh, other than the ones that you've already said for people who are trying to do what you do? Like, if we were sitting at a table right now and you were Jeff Lemire and I was you and I was like, how do I have your career, Cena Grace? What would you say to me? Um, Slash the faceless, amorphous listener. Be
1: gracious, be curious. Uh, don't be willfully ignorant because um, it's a really ugly look and people can see it. And, um, you know... It, it, if you fail once try again try something different that's the other thing too is like you you kind of always got to put your eggs in the same basket in one basket but you kind of got to put your eggs in one basket multiple times before something sticks mm-hmm. and and i would say uh when you reach the 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 true point of a feeling like you want to give up you got to go two more steps past that like that's that's also how it goes is like It's like after you've really thought you lost your spirit, after you really thought you reached your breaking point, like stick with it six more months and and then and then quit. Um, Because there's something weird that happens when when you really have like buckled and surrendered to to the pain of believing it's not going to happen for you. I don't I don't know. I don't know how to put that in words, but yeah, like there's just been a million times where I'm like, it's not this is this is as good as it gets. I, I need to stop. And then a new opportunity comes like hey like oh do you want to write this like x-men annual you know what i mean like you never know so i you know just and and don't give up until you really know you've tried everything like then you can at least say with confidence hey i tried i don't know that's how i am with punk rock like i'm trying to make some music because i just want to be able to say i did it Mm -hmm. and then i can say i did it it doesn't matter like yeah and do it for yourself fuck yeah
0: do it for yourself.
1: Love yourself. Because if you can't love yourself, how the hell you gonna lo- how the hell is someone else gonna love you? What does RuPaul say?
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. Something like that. And then, yeah. you know, Diva laugh. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> and then zoom in on the on the freeze frame. Love yourself and love your work. Word. Uh thank you for talking to me, my thank friend. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Bye, Aristotle. <laughs> <laughs> Zay. 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 Thanks for listening. I'm Dave Baker. If you'd like to find more of my comics and zines, you can find them at heydavebaker.com or you can find my webcomic at theactionhospital.com. Find me on Instagram at xdavebakerx. Same on Twitter. And uh, come find me on the Facebooks, just Dave Baker. Uh, If you'd like to find the show, it's at milkcomics.com and it's obviously named, it's pronounced zine.